0: Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out this segment from Wednesday's Toronto Today for August the 3rd. We spoke with the Executive Director and General Counsel of LEAF. That's Pam Rick. And LEAF is the Women's Legal Education and Action Fund. She's got thoughts on what exactly the alleged victim in the Hockey Canada scenario is going through right now. She's communicating again and cooperating with London police as they reopen their investigation. But for the same reasons that she... Uh, does not want to cooperate right now with Hockey Canada, and it's hard to blame her. So that conversation takes place between Pam and myself on the show. Don't forget, you can always catch Toronto today, all of it between five thirty and nine Eastern Time, right here on six forty Toronto. I think there's maybe been some some broken trust, regardless of the settlement between uh, the organization that we call for now Hockey Canada and the alleged victim in this case. I I, I would just I, I wouldn't be dealing with them. Um, uh, and, and sitting in a room with them and answering their questions again. They didn't ask me in the first place.
1: No, I think broken uh, trust is perhaps an understatement. I watched some of the hearings, um, most, you know, recent hearings of uh, some of the executives appearing and the constant references to really trying to do what's in the uh, victim's best interests really f- ran quite mm-hmm. a bit hollow given the history of the organization and the ways in which they have settled. Uh, these issues uh, so quietly and without actually doing anything to change the underlying culture issues and to hold players accountable when they engage in this violent conduct.
0: I'm sure you've spoken to women and you've probably spoken to people who support those women, be they spouses, brothers, mothers, fathers, and probably a common sentiment, Pam, in the last few weeks is, you see this is why I didn't come forward with my story uh because I I, I wasn't going to go through the scrutiny though this woman's kept her anonymity she still has to lay her head on the pillow at night and think there's people that are questioning my integrity questioning my version of events and questioning my my morality and that's why people don't come forward.
1: It's really horrific uh that this has been her experience and as she's put it feeling revictimized and legitimately so by this entire uh, airing of the issue and watching her uh, story and her uh, trauma be told in pieces uh, as she said. and of course this is a, this is another example of why uh, people don't come forward uh, when they are sexually uh, assaulted. Uh, you see the ways in which uh, people are, uh, Disbelieved. You see the ways in which that uh, that video from the players' lawyers was leaked to the media suggesting uh, that she had consented after the fact. And of course, as was also pointed out in this article by her lawyer, you know, any consensual sexual interaction that you have and you think about having had, if you've got to point a camera at somebody at the end of it and say that you, that was consensual, right? Uh, that, that, that raises a few red flags for me too. So it's all been uh, a, a really uh, horrific, another really horrific example of mm. uh, violent behavior uh, here, which,
0: yeah. Uh, Pam Huricks, our guest, Executive Director of Women's Legal Education and Action Fund. When you say that, I had a couple conversations with people who um, I, I've been married 18 years. So I guess would classes being out there more and being more in the dating game than I certainly am. But my understanding is that consent obviously is something we're having more intelligent, mature, practical conversations about. But there are men who do w- want some kind of validity. And I've, I was told by a friend of mine who's a little bit older than me, who just hasn't got married yet, that this is something he encounters in the dating scenario as he speaks to other men who say, oh, I'd like to get it on the record that there was consent with, with one partner in a dating scenario. Are you hearing about that colloquially or anecdotally at all?
1: Uh, anecdotally really only through the uh uh, through the media and through hearing uh people who do work um with survivors talking about this and you think about this in the context of uh, somebody who has uh, engaged in. Uh, a sexual activity, and perhaps they aren't, they aren't. It wasn't consensual, and you've got mm-hmm. somebody. I mean, imagine this woman in 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 this room uh, with you know potentially one, one, two, five, seven other players, uh, and having some having a camera pointed at her, and say, just confirm that was consensual, and feeling a fear if you haven't uh, actually been comfortable with and consented fully. Uh, uh, in a way that conveys yes, which is the only uh, lawful consent that we recognize in Canada. Yes, meaning yes. And you've got a camera pointed at you. You do what you do uh, to feel, you do what you need to do to feel safe. Uh, and so I, I I think it's a rather manipulative uh, practice. And it also doesn't speak to whether there was consent at the time of the sexual activity, which is also what is required by our law.
0: That's the most important thing to me, what you just said right there. And and I think the the great question will be is, those videotapes, the players and and their agent, two weeks ago, I think today released um, released videotapes to the Globe and Mail, let Globe reporters like Robin see the tapes and and let them see text messages. But you and I would probably agree, there's a point past which, with someone with either alcohol consumption, drug use, you could even make the case fatigue. There's a point past which somebody can can legally give consent, and I don't know what that is, and I don't know how we get laws on the books that protect people. No matter what they say, what they sign, or anything, that they're just not put, they're not in the position to consent to have anything done with them or to them.
1: Uh, that's right. And the, the court has, uh, the Supreme Court, for example, has been very clear that when somebody is, uh, you know, unconscious, that there is uh, no capacity uh, to content, consent to sexual activity. So you think of another example that, you know, that came out uh, in the past uh, few weeks of a 2003 hockey team, that description of what ha- happened uh, was very clearly, very clearly describing a sexual, uh, a sexual assault, somebody who is unconscious and unable to give consent. Uh, and I, I think where some of the uh, a gray zone lies in, in the legal way that these are, these issues are considered, uh, is at what point uh, between, uh, sober and unconscious, the ability to uh, consent to sexual activity, um, is not there. Uh, So I think it really, like the takeaway, one of the Mm -hmm. takeaways from this entire context would be there's a responsibility that we have engaging in uh, sexual activity to ensure that, you know, we feel comfortable a partner is, uh, is clearly communicating consent and does have the capacity to do so. And I think that um, looking for something a little bit further uh, along the line than um, uh, well, you know, uh, she she seems to have said yes, and so therefore, you know, uh, you know all all systems go. I think about I, I like to think about respectful engagement and sexual activity, enthusiastic engagement, in sexual activity, being sure that somebody is at that point and feeling uh, sufficiently. Uh, 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 sufficiently able to communicate that enthusiastic consent.
0: Pam, I won't ask if if you worry that dating has changed for our teenagers, our college students. They're so much more conscious, probably than we were, about about consent, about alcohol being involved, and about um ab- about you know timing and situations. Look, l- like let's be practical. When someone would say to me, "I'm not sure I want to go any further." You stop and there's a discussion about it or you just stop, period. It's one of those. There's no third option. It's one of those two scenarios. Do you worry that kids just they don't date the same way we do, even with all the information like they're all a little a little scared? And I can't necessarily say I blame them when they read about cases like this in the paper or, or see them on television.
1: Well, I think the the sort of underlying premise that you've set out there that we have Uh, A generation of people who are more aware of consent uh, is not necessarily accurate. I I don't think we talk nearly enough, you know, generally speaking, uh, with young people about what consent means, about what it means to respect somebody's right to decide who touches their body uh, and how and when. And that no or I don't feel like it or not now is an invitation to sort of push further. Mm -hmm. It is, as you just said, uh, it is a direction to stop. Uh, And I don't think we talk early enough and consistently enough with kids about what that means. And that's and that's a huge I think that's
0: a huge issue. So not not to push back on it, but do you think we do? I think we must do a better job of it than we did 20 years ago. I know my kids know more about it in school and I'm having more frank discussions with them. I have two teenage boys. You can imagine I'm having frank discussions with them, kind of that my dad never did with me in the late 80s, early 90s, when I would have, quote unquote, started dating. I'd like to think it's better. I hope it is.
1: I think it, I think it's fair to say it's better. It's not where we need to be though. And sure. we think about the bar that the bar that's been set in the past is certainly not particularly. I don't think of it is particularly high. And I think there continues to be work that has to be done uh, to be able to uh, give adequate education on those issues, so that we are preventing uh, circumstances of violence of sexual assault from uh, occurring before they happen. Yeah. So we're, we maybe we're in a better place, but we need to go much further.
0: Yeah, and and stories like this demonstrate that they 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 scream exactly. they scream into us uh, that we have to do a lot better in in every context, no doubt about it. Hey Pam, I hope we can have more conversations about this. Thanks for getting up early, and and I really appreciate the time.
1: Oh, it's great to chat with you,
0: Pam Rick, is executive director of the Women's Legal Education and Action Fund.